Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. And we're talking about seeking the presence of God and enjoying God. We've seen how God's promise that we would have wonderful results if we would just seek him. So what stops us seeking God more, seeking his presence more, releasing ourselves fully to him? Something pulls us back. And it's because that when man lost the presence of God in the fall, uh, like Adam, you know, we feel naked, like Adam was aware of his nakedness. We feel naked, we feel vulnerable, we feel afraid, we feel insecure, anxious. And in our subconscious, in that weakness, we do everything to try and secure our life, our existence. And so we seek those things that we see in this world that we think will give us that peace and security, whether it's possessions or, or knowledge or position in the world. We're look, uh, not accumulating knowledge or accumulating these things, and that we think that that will give us that security we need. And so our consciousness is diverted into seeking all those things. And to the extent that we cannot release much of our consciousness to God because it's trapped, our consciousness is, is is, is like a, a river that is divided in, and trapped in the seeking of all those other things in this life. And uh, when we seek these substitutes for the presence of God, these fig leaves, we are div consciousness is divided, and that's what anxiety is. It means a divided soul. And, and we're trapped in the need to grasp after those things because we think we'll find our security in those things. So our consciousness is bound and it's not free to release itself to God. If we were free, if we could release ourselves fully into God's hand, we would find our spirit is free, uh, our consciousness is free, and with under God's hand, we will, uh, we'd achieve our full potential, we'd attain mastery over the things of this life, and all our needs would be met. If only we could do that, his glory would fill us, we would have the peace and the joy, and the happiness that we're looking for. And so we need to learn how to give our consciousness completely to God, to seek God and give ourselves to God completely. Jesus revealed the radical key of this in Matthew 6. He says uh, in verse 24, no one can serve two masters. You can't, being divided doesn't work. He'll either hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, or things. And so, you know, you've got to make a choice, and Jesus said. Make your choice not to seek after things, not to seek after mammon, to love that. You've, you've ultimately got to, don't be divided. Make your choice to seek God, to serve God, and trust him to provide everything else. Therefore, he's, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Don't, don't have your seeking after those things. That, that is what creates anxiety. It's because you're seeking after all those things and they'll never secure your life. Do not worry about your life, what you'll eat, drink, or about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? He says your real life is not in those things. It's in the presence of God. Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? In other words, can't you trust God that if you give yourself to him, 
his and let his presence guide your life he'll provide all these things for you he'll show you he'll cause you to prosper he'll cause you to know what to do at any time which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature and the worrying is all the cares because your consciousness is focused on those things and you're and you're worried and you're trying to get because those things are like can't provide the thing for you and, and, and yet and so you worry but they can't provide what you need it's only the presence of God that can provide it that peace and that love and so um, he says why do you worry about clothing or about your future consider the lilies of the field how they grow they neither toil nor spin and yet I say to you even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much will he not clothe you, O you of little faith? And so what he's saying is you've got to trust God, that if you surrender yourself to his presence, his hand on your life will cause all these things to work out. So rather than have your consciousness diverted into little streams, worried about all those things, let go of, of that worry. Cast your cares on the Lord. Trust in Him and His grace, His presence will provide all those things. He will clothe you. He will provide what you need in this life. And that's why Jesus said, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? What's, what, oh, what, what, what do they think about me? What's my future? Will I get this? He says, Don't, don't focus your thoughts on that. For after all these things the heathen seek, unbelievers, seek the things. That's where their consciousness is. Realize that your heavenly Father knows that you need all those things. God, God will provide those things. If you will put him first, he will cause you to have all these things. So set your spirit free from those things. Seek first the kingdom of God. That means seek God and his presence. Seek his reign over you. Seek to put your consciousness in his hands so that he reigns over you. He his presence guides your thoughts and your actions. When you're in his presence, his presence will rule your life. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. His righteousness is his hand, is his presence in you. You see, his love in you will cause you to live a righteous life. But his righteousness is, is, is that inner life that causes an outward righteousness. And so you seek his presence in you, his righteousness in you. The reason why people resist the presence of God is because they have to surrender to the presence of God. They, they have to yield control. And that's what we resist. But he says, if we will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to us. God will give them as gifts of his grace. So if we just f stop worrying and seek those things, but seek God and his presence, then his hand will come upon our life, his power will work in our life, and those things will be a byproduct of his blessing that's upon us. So replace fear and anxiety with the fear of the Lord. Now the fear of God for a believer, yes for an unbeliever, the fear of God is fear of punishment. For, for a believer it's not fear of punishment. But it should be the fear of losing his presence in my life. 
there are levels of his presence and, and when we should sin, we should be afraid to sin because we know we, our heart will withdraw from the presence of God, we'll lose his presence and we should realize our pre his presence is everything. So the fear of God makes me sensitive to his presence and submissive to his presence because I want to stay in his presence. His, I realize that his presence is my life. It's everything to me. I don't want to be out of tune with his presence. So although God won't cast me out, I don't want to live apart from his presence, a long way away from his presence. And so rather than having fear and anxiety, have the fear of the Lord, be focused on God and that you don't want to lose his presence. And so many of us, even Christians, are burdened by the cares of life because they're trying to find the security in these things, everything out there being right. And so our consciousness is divided into all the things that has to be right in our life and until they are, we can't have peace. And that leads to a constant state of anxiety because we'll never have enough. Or if we have it, we could lose it at any time. So part of seeking God, as we draw near to God, part of seeking God is that we cast our cares on the Lord. That is, we cast those thoughts that are attached to those things, to seeking those things. We cast all of that to the Lord. We give it all to the Lord. We cast our consciousness on him. We trust it all to him. I'm, I'm learning to say, I don't have a care in the world because I cast all my cares on him because he cares for me. He knows my needs. But while I'm trying to do it all myself, he stands back. And he has to stand back because I've decided to do it myself. And he says, okay, you want your fig leaves? Let's see how well they work for you. Let's see how well you manage in your own strength. But if we will cast our cares on him, we take our consciousness that is trapped in those cares. And because we know he loves us, we release those cares to him. We cast our consciousness on him. Because cares are thoughts that are trapped in those things. And our consciousness is trapped when we're in worry. So we release our consciousness to God and that sets our consciousness free. See, many of us are just operating on 10% capacity because so much of our life force, our consciousness, is, is trapped in those cares. And if we can release them to God and God's hand come upon us, we will function at far higher levels. And the things that we've been so elusive in our life will start coming to pass. He will add all these things to us. And so the way into God's presence is open he invites us into his presence, and as we come into his presence, we let go of our cares. We release ourselves into his presence. It, it talks about coming into his presence is, in Hebrews, it's compared to entering into his rest. Because as we come into his presence, we throw off our cares, and we rest because we trust, trust in him and his presence and it will be easy in his presence. Jesus said, my burden is light, my yoke is easy. What helps us to let go of all these things, to stop seeking them and release ourselves to God? Well, one thing is to realize the value of those things, that those things are dead things. They don't have the power to give you peace, to give you happiness. Those things are dead. So don't trust in dead things, trust in the living God. 
okay? Don't put your trust in something that is dead. Idols are dead things. God is the living God. And so realize that he is the living God. He's the source of life. He's the source of power, the, rea the reality, uh, not those things. So if we seek his presence, we are co connecting with something that is full of life. All the things in the world are dead things. However good they are, they don't have life in themselves. And so if we trust in them for life, they are idols to us. Jesus said, our life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Our real life is the presence of God. That's what's alive. And so that's the difference in the Bible between idols and the true God. Idols are dead, but God is the living God. And so we turn from seeking those dead things to give us satisfaction to seeking the living God. And so see those things as dead things. Don't trust in them. Don't look to them. Look instead to the living God. That's where you'll find your meaning, your satisfaction, your fulfillment, your, the love that you need. So let go of those things. Let go of trusting in those things. And instead seek the Lord with all your heart. Jesus said that he is the source of life. He says that the scriptures, actually you search the scriptures, you think that in them you have eternal life, and these are which testify of me, but you're not willing to come to me that you may have life. And so he says even the scriptures are there to point you to Jesus, and if you come to Jesus, you will find life. You'll find eternal life. You'll find meaning. You'll find purpose. And the scripture is like the well that holds the water, the water of life. The scripture will lead you to the life which is in Jesus. Don't look to the other things, but look to Jesus. He is the source of life. Seek him. The answer is in him. How do we do it? How do we seek God? Well, we've seen. It's with praise, thanksgiving. We come into his courts with thanksgiving, into, through his gates with praise. And as we do, we come into his presence. We draw near. And as we get closer to his presence, intensifies and we become more and more aware of his love for us. And that then opens the way for us to take the next step into the secret place, into the Holy of Holies. And this final step is called praying the prayer of commitment, or the praying the prayer of casting all your cares on him. It's actually an act of surrender. It's an act where you give him all your burdens, and you have to do that to enter in to that secret place. In Psalm 91 it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. How does he do it? I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge, my fortress, my God. In him I will trust. And so by saying, he's putting all his trust in the Lord. By saying, in him I will trust. I cast all my cares on you, Lord. And that act of surrender is, is a kind of worship to God where you're surrendering all your burdens to him. And you have to do that, really, to enter into the Holy of Holies. So it's praise, thanksgiving, and then as you're standing at, at the veil, as it were, you, you must lay aside all your burdens. Give him your whole consciousness. And, and the way you enter the presence of God is with creative words of faith 
We command our consciousness by our words. See, there's two kinds of faith, speech. There's direct speech and there's indirect speech. Now, direct speech, creative speech, is designed to change things. When you give a command, when you make a proposal, when you make a request, you're actually changing reality by your words. Indirect speech is just when you talk about things, you discuss things, but the speech is not intended to change reality, it's to describe reality. But direct speech changes reality. See, in that psalm, entering the presence of God, you use your words to change reality. When you say, you are my refuge, you're my God, in you I trust, you're actually changing reality, you're actually bringing yourself into the presence of God by those very words. When you say, Lord, you're my healer, you're my refuge, you are actually changing the reality of your situation. Your words do that. So your thanksgiving and praise bring you into the presence of God. And in the same way, when you cast your cares on the Lord, you saying, God, I give you all my burdens, all my cares. And by doing those words, you're actually releasing your consciousness completely into the Holy of Holies because you're casting aside everything else and you're surrendering all those areas to him. And so casting the cares on the Lord is not just a technique for getting free from worry. It's an essential part of drawing near to God. Sometimes you do this automatically, you know, in praise and worship. By the time you've come to the end of that time of praise and worship, you suddenly think, oh, I feel as light as a feather of those things that were bothering me. Actually, what's happened is in the presence of God, you just automatically let go of those burdens and you gave them to God and you just trusted God in those areas. And, and that's what you, you did and you entered into the Holy of Holies. At the entrance of the Holy of Holies is the altar of incense. And to get into God's presence, the priest had to offer up that incense towards God's throne in the Holy of Holies. And that offering up of that prayer of incense, that is the prayer of commitment, of dedication. It's where you offer up every area of your life to God and you, and you cast it on him and you lead, trust it to him. That's the prayer of commitment, you see. And that is what you do as you offer up that incense of prayer, that is what you do as you enter in. That's the final step, as you enter into the Holy of Holies, where you enter into that pure worship, that, that giving and receiving of love. And so what happens is that you actually release yourself to God, you give your burdens to God, and then God gives you his burden. He gives you his anointing. He, his power start, comes upon you. His anointing comes upon you, and that empowers you now to rule and reign in life. Where you were struggling under the burden of those things, you release those things to God, he gives you his anointing, and now suddenly you have mastery over those things. You have dominion over those things through the life of God that he gives you. And so that is an essential part of seeking God. And so the worries of our life, our well-being, our happiness, these things all burden our consciousness. They weigh, weigh us down. And if we try and carry those things, that's pride. That's us trying to do it all. And God says to you, come and give it to me. You know, there are two kinds of burden. There's the burden of our cares that comes from our life in this world. That's a negative burden. There's also the burden of the Lord. That's the burden that comes from the presence of the Lord. 
That is his life. That's his anointing. That's his power. That's a positive burden. You know, you might say, I've got the burden of the Lord. Well, if you're burdened by all the things wrong in the world, that's not the burden of the Lord. The burden of the Lord is a positive, it's positive energy. It's the anointing. See, if you're burdened by the problem, that's a, a negative burden. You release the problem to God and then he gives you his burden. That's that positive energy. That's that positive wisdom. That's that positive strength to solve the problem. That's the difference. And so we have to come into his presence and we exchange the burdens. There's an exchange that happens. We release our burden and we receive his burden. Our burden's the problem, his burden's the solution. And there's an exchange that actually happens. You know, sometimes intercessors or pastors or preachers actually preach out the negative burden. They think all oh, the burden that they're feeling is all this negative burden of all the problems and then they pray it out or they preach it out and they're actually releasing negative energy. They're actually releasing demonic powers. You have to first of all come and give God the negative burden and receive his positive burden and then you release the answer in, in your prayer or in your preaching. 1 Peter says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. And so if you're, while you're proud, you're holding these burdens yourself, you're, you're actually resisting the presence of God in your life. But he'll give grace to the humble. You have to humble yourself before God, receive his anointing and his grace. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. So you come and you put yourself under the hand of God, under the presence of God, that he may exalt you in due time. How do we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God? He, he exalts us by his hand, by his spirit in us, lifts us up above the problem, above the, the issue. How do we do it? We surrender ourselves to him. We humble ourselves by casting all our cares on him. That's verse 7. Casting all your care on him, for he cares for you. That's how you humble yourself. Rather than try and handle those burdens yourself, cast all those cares on him. He cares for you. He'll, he'll take that negative burden and then he'll give you. His hand will come upon you. You put yourself under his hand. His hand will come upon you and he'll lift you up. He'll exalt you above those things. The Amplifier says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, worries, concerns, once and for all on him because he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Phillips, the whole, throw the whole weight of your anxieties on him, for you are his personal concern. And so the hand of the Lord will come upon you when you humble yourself by casting your cares on him. And his anointing will come upon you and set, set you free. He goes on and says, be sober. That means be clear-minded, free from worry, not intoxicated with worry. Be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Who can the devil devour? It's the person who's burdened in, who's in pride, out of fellowship with God because he's burdened with all the cares and the worries and he's vulnerable to the devil. But if we release our burden to God, we come under God's anointing and he can lift us up above that. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you with his power. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And when you give your burden to God, there's two ways he deals with it. First, when you give it to him, 
If it's a something that's outside your control, outside your dominion, there's nothing you can do about it anyway. So you might as well give it to God and then trust him to work on that problem. Or if it's what confuses us, sometimes it's something that is under our control. It is under our dominion. And so we feel we've got to do something about it. But what we should do is bring the burden of it to the Lord. Give the burden, or cast the care of it on the Lord. Then he gives you his burden, his anointing, and his wisdom. And he'll give you the strength and the inspiration and the wisdom to know what to do about it. He'll give you the dominion to do it. But while you're struggling in your own strength, you're blocking his hand from doing that for you. So you must give it to the Lord and trust his anointing then, his presence, to come on you to to help you do it. Praise God. Well, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So you're heavy laden with a burden. If it's a heavy burden, it's not from Jesus. He says, Come to me, come into my presence, and give me that burden. And he says, I will give you rest. I'll give you my peace. When you know that you're under the hand of the Lord, under the presence of God, because of peace in your heart, that tells you that you're rightly connected to God. It's that peace. He says, take my yoke upon you. Take my burden upon you and learn from me. So you can't live without a burden. You're either carrying the burden of the world or the burden of the Lord. And you have to, if you come into his presence, you cast your burden on him and then his burden, his yoke, his spirit, his anointing will come on you and start to instruct you. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And he'll instruct you, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. You know when you're under the burden of the Lord, because you will be at peace. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So if you're under a heavy burden, that's not the Lord's burden. Release that burden to God and receive his burden. His burden is easy. Why is it easy? Because his anointing is empowering you to do it. It may be a hard thing that you're doing, but it will seem easy, because it's his grace, his hand is upon you, empowering you, giving you that life. Cast your burdens on the Lord and receive his um, burden, his anointing, his power, and you'll find that thing that seems so difficult to you will be easy because your consciousness is no longer trapped in all these other things. Your consciousness is free and under the hand of the Lord and you will feel like Superman in compared to the wimpish person you were before. We all want to grow up spiritually. We don't want to stay babies, do we? We want to become men and women, giants of God even. And so that doesn't happen by accident. That happens on purpose. In my book, Growing Up Spiritually, I show you how you, you can become that strong man, that strong woman of God. The presence of God will do that in you. And uh, connected with that is Paul's teaching on Philippians. And I've, I've started this series on Philippians. There's eight CDs here that through... Paul sharing his heart like in no other letter, he shows his relationship with God and it's to inspire us into that same kind of relationship. So I'd encourage you, open up the book of Philippians with me. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 
7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.